All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? All right, episode 183. We're going to recap uh, week one here in Cyprus, uh, winter 2023. Uh, solid uh, first week. Uh, most of the games were uh, were pretty pretty competitive. Um, the first game, final score didn't really uh, indicate how the game went because looking at it you would have thought squad one dominated from start to finish but they actually had uh they started off in the hole and uh they fought their way their way back and they ended up winning by 20 points as me and uh verge predicted uh, on the sideline we, we kind of saw their body language um they looked like they were locked in you know and um i remember during that game and i said it uh during the interview uh i, I was like i looked at marcus i'm like marcus you gonna call time out dog he's like <laughs> he was like nah we just gotta get warmed up and it was down they was down 23 to 6 when he said that all of a sudden, uh, end of the first quarter, I think they was up one. <laughs> end of the first quarter, I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Like, how did they, how did they pull that off? But um, yeah. just a great win for Squad One, uh, and their, uh, you know, you know their uh, their pedigree and you know what they bring to the game. You know, it kind of it kind of gave me the theme for this episode. Uh, you know, playing possum. I feel like um, Squad One is one of those teams that you can never count out, no matter what the deficit is, as long as they have those snipers. Uh, those shooters and they did this without uh Jalen Allen. Uh, imagine what that's gonna look like when he comes back. No Anthony um, you know, uh out there. So that sharp shooting and that playmaking with Jalen Allen, they're gonna be a problem though. Jalen Allen is a nice replacement um for uh, what's my guy's name? E.T. E. E. yeah, for 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 Elston. That's a that's a nice replacement for E. T. So uh Men's Society wasn't wasn't bad. I thought they had a good debut. They had some bright spots. Uh Musa was good, but Sean uh, made his um his debut. I thought he was nice. Uh he looked good out there. But uh they're, they're just missing something. Um they shot the ball actually pretty well from the three. Uh 18 out of 45. But you know, the turnovers and you know, not getting stops and giving the other team second chance points really kind of hurt them. Right. Uh and then, you know, like uh, um I mean, they're missing a, a, a big piece, like I said. With, Huge uh, piece. <laughs> yeah, you know, with 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 Ellis not being there, if he's there, that changes everything. I think. Uh, and so, uh, but you like I said, with the pieces they had that were there, uh, the team has a lot of potential. Um, not only do they have a lot of potential, they they potentially because they are also missing another uh, player in Jalen Wilson, who'll be a new guy as well. With both of those guys. They they have the potential to be dangerous um, mm -hmm. going forward, uh, and they actually play you guys this week. So mm -hmm. it'd be a nice little test for both teams, kind of see where both you guys kind of stack up against each other. But um, it wasn't a ring night yet uh, last night. Squad one, uh, their rings were coming in, uh, but on their for on their debut of them defending their champ their championship, because th this is a new thing. There hasn't been a back to back champion since the league first started back in, what, 18? Mm -hmm. um, and the league's a little different then. It didn't quite have the same uh, level of players here then. Not to knock them. Uh, not to knock Therese Champions. Sounds, like, sounds like you are. Know. Sounds like you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it is different. Like, you know, as as you know, the Celtics won with nine championships in, like, uh, the 50s, 60s. Mm -hmm. You know, winning nine championships in the 50s and 60s with eight to ten teams is different than winning however many championships currently with thirty teams. You know, it's like it's like the equivalent of having a four team uh league compared to like an eight ten team league. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and so 
No, they, they, so the, just, but just the, the talent pool was just different then. Yeah, more uh, teams. So since there has been a, a, a crease in the talent pool, then we haven't had a back-to-back champion. So realistically, Squad 1 is really trying to, uh, this is the beginning of them kind of creating history yeah. here at this league. Uh, you know, uh, T and those guys try to say, you know, that they've been, they won, but they, 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 they haven't traditionally won a back-to-back. They won one and then took off, then played for a couple seasons, then came back and won another one. Yeah, not too uh, to them, Yeah, they to them, they make, they try to make it like we won. Like, no, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kings, I know they didn't. Can't take seasons uh, off, but, man. <laughs> yeah, you can't take seasons off and then win and then say, yeah, we won. No, it doesn't quite work like that. Yeah. Uh, but with them, squad was trying to make some real history. Uh, so I think they're motivated. And going forward, we'll see what happens. But this is a good start for them. Yeah, I like it. All right, speaking of um, speaking of my team, we brought it up just a minute ago. Um, we were able to get the win. Three and D got the win over Boo Gang, uh, ninety to eighty three. Um, the score actually really didn't indicate, um, you know, what the game was showing. Uh, because honestly, we had the game in hand. Uh, I think we we're up by as many as fifteen with about two minutes left. Um. Boot Gang made it interesting. Now, they were missing Jeff, which is a huge part of the team. I think you throw Jeff in there. Um, some things change a little bit. looks a little different. Uh, DeMarcus doesn't have to take thir- uh, 16 threes. Um, some of the guard play uh, shifts around. I think the balance will be more there. I think Mudge can be more himself with the uh, floor spacing. Um, but just a tough, tough game. And uh, be on the lookout for Boot Gang changing the name. Uh, I was told that they're going to change the name because it's not – your traditional boot gang team. You have Jeff and you have Mudge. That's it. So um, they they did say that they're going to change the name. So I have to go back and edit these articles, which is no problem. Um, but I, I like what we I like what we did out there. Um, I think you know I, I, now that I think about it, um, Sean, we do have a very dangerous team. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jeremy Hines. I think Jeremy Hines puts us in a position to where uh, we're tougher uh, than than teams might know. Um, he finished the game with 44 points, um, 44 and 16 at the guard position. Uh, he was really, really yeah. giving it uh, to boot gang. You got a guy like Mike Wilson, a sharpshooter, who didn't have his best game, uh, but still was solid. Then you got AD, who was chilling, big chilling, uh, with 21 and 7. And then, you know, the the uh, role players chipped in when they chipped in. But uh, Jeremy Hines, uh, and I think this is a luxury for us, He's not going to go out and score 44 points uh, a night, but he can. He can if, if needed. But we got we got a, a solid uh, big three between AD, Mike, and Jeremy. Um, though If those three are clicking, uh, you got to pick your poison. Man. I, don't know, I don't know how you deal with those three. Teams are going to have to figure that out, and I think we're going to be a very formidable team. But uh, don't sneeze at so uh, currently called boot game because I think they just didn't have their best, uh, their best night. They should be better, but DeMarcus did do what he needed to do. Absolutely, uh, a debut for him as well. So I, we had a lot of guys debut this week, and uh, they looked a lot of guys looked awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> in all in all three games. Uh, <laughs> but uh, starting with three and D, uh, yeah, I mean, Jeremy getting a rebound and then pushing the break—that's uh, that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot to deal with. He gets downhill and he's left-handed. It's just it's just a lot to deal with. I think he might have had the uh, high for PPR too. Yeah, forty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forty two. Uh, oh no, it was it was Shannon. It was Shannon. Yeah, Shannon, Shannon might have forty four. I think, but yeah. yeah, I know it was close between those two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just 
the 44 points, 16 rebounds. And think about him. He didn't try to stop scoring. He, like, <laughs> he kept going. He kept going. <laughs> yeah, like, he like, kept going. He kept going at, at them. Like, you know what I'm saying? After, you know, you hit 30 sometimes, you kind of slow down and you got the lead. But, no, he kept taking it to whoever was defending his chest. Uh, it got a little personal at one point between, I think, him and uh, Marcus Davis. Yeah, Marcus was, uh, he, Marcus was getting done in, man. It was, it was pretty yeah, bad. Uh, and, and he'll play better going forward, too. Uh, yeah. But uh, I just believe that, uh, yeah, between those, like you said, that big three, uh, Jeremy, Mike, and AD, and then, yeah, you still got uh, DeMarcus Mosley. Uh, we got two newbies with the two big guys you got, uh, Gary and Brandon. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, they have you as well. Yep. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it could be a problem. Definitely, they're, they're definitely going to be a problem going down the stretch as season uh, goes on. But a uh, hell of a start for the young guy, Demarcus Morris, on Boot Gang. Uh, I think you put his size and length with just length, uh, they could be a problem. Uh, you also have athleticism with Jamel and Marcus. Uh, and then you also have the sharpshooting of uh, Mudge. They're going to be a tough team to deal with going on in the future, too. And then, like I said, going on further down the road, they'll probably be adding DeVere uh, shortly, too. So they they could be a problem still um, yeah. going forward. So, um, I, I, I like I said, it's just going to be a very, very tough league uh, going forward. I, I don't see anybody going undefeated this season. No. At all. No. At all, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, speaking of shooting, um, fantastic game between the Bullets and uh, Baybrook Boys. I remember I told you I said it was going to be high scoring. They definitely didn't disappoint there, especially in the second half. Uh, Bullets were able to get the win, ninety-eight to ninety-four. A fantastic game uh, for Shannon on, on his birthday, twenty-nine and 20, 2020 game. It's only the fourth time that's happened uh, here in, uh, in in Cyprus. Uh, Iso Johnny, 31 and 8 yet. He shot 80%. I said over 60. 80% from the field. I knew it. I don't I was gonna say I don't remember him missing very many shots. He had the three ball going, he's making his free throws. Uh he was on one. He was definitely on. That yeah. might have been his best shooting game ever. Um, if you look at it. Maybe not scoring wise, because 31, he's I know he gets he can wake up and get 30, but um yeah. but shooting wise, like efficiency, that might have been his best game ever. And uh, Shannon going downhill, uh, just being a problem on the fast break and, and in transition. Uh, man, the Bullets the bullets look really good. And I think Drew fit in seamlessly with that team. And right now, uh, Larry's looking like a genius uh, at the GM spot. Uh, but Baybrook boys, they really did uh, They really did impress me. I would say that. Brandon Irwin, I, you, it says 7 for 18. I'm not sure he missed that many shots. I don't remember him missing that many shots. I mean, it seemed like every shot he threw up went in. Uh, uh, for 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 Baybrook boys and Lamarcus, uh, he, he struggled uh, in his debut here in um, in Cyprus, but he did have a double double. He did do some great things uh, on the defensive end with five steals. Uh, he was able to get a team high four assists, uh, but the shooting efficiency was not there, and it was mostly from the three. Uh, the three just wasn't going. He had one really tough three. One of them, it yeah. went it went straight in. I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, but you know, one for ten. Uh, he's better than that, and, and I think he will be better than that for them. But they just have to be a little bit more efficient. I, it's hard to believe that them guys were uh, – they shot 26%. I mean, I'm like, man, Baybrook, the three ball, maybe it was just timely threes. And maybe they missed a lot of uh, – maybe they were getting a lot of offensive rebounds. Off, it does say 17 offensive rebounds. Maybe they were getting a lot of long rebounds because it seemed like they weren't really missing a lot of threes. Uh, so the possessions probably – 
uh, were second chance threes. So that's why they had so many misses. But uh, I was impressed with their shooting, and I think they're going to be a problem as well. So uh, don't sleep on Baber boys. No, not, not, not at all. I mean, that, that's a, it's a nice drive to come over here to not play well. Mm-hmm. So I, I expect them to play well and be in every game that, they're, that they play going forward. Uh, I mean, but they put up a lot of threes. You know, you put up 47 of them, you know, it's hard to make a lot. when you. But, again, that's why you got to get attempts up sometimes, you know. Uh, those threes that they hit seem big because they, they – whatever you say you made 12 on them, that's a lot of threes you made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, like I said, they got up there attempts. They got 47 of them. Uh, and, like I said, they'll – Guys like Brandon Bugs will play better. Uh, Lamarck will have better shooting games. So uh, when you mix that in, and look, uh, Sloan didn't play. Bradley George didn't play. Yeah. Those are two guys who who are dominant over there at uh, at the Vaporg uh, location. Yeah, Jeff was so, telling me know, Bradley. He thinks Bradley George is the best player over there. Yeah. So you know, if you add those two to what they already have with that level of shooting and uh, playmaking, uh, they'll be fine going forward. But, I mean, shout out to the Bullets, though, because if truth be told, the Bullets were in control. Even though the, the, the final score doesn't show that, the Bullets were in control of the game the whole time. I don't yeah. remember them not having the lead. Yeah, I don't either. You know, they started they, off – they started – they were up by 15. Right, right. You know, they started they, – I mean, they won the game in 98-94. But, like you said, they – I just don't remember them not having the lead. They were in control the whole game, even as – Baybrook started to make a run and got it down to three, four points. Uh, the Bullets would go down there and get a bucket and then get a stop. You know, it's it just they they were pretty much in control the whole game and were able to turn it on and off. Uh, but will they be able to do that this week against the Finney Champ? We'll talk about that in a few. But oh, that's who they play? Baybrook, that's who they play uh, this week. Ooh, okay. uh, but shout out to Baybrook for holding it down, taking care of their business. Uh, as far as like them debuting, because a lot of these guys have spoke about coming out here and playing for a while now. Uh, so for them to come out here with a pretty good debut, even though they didn't get the win, I know they want to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't get the win, but it was, I think it was, it was it was a good debut, especially individually for some of these guys. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's move on to our next topic. We have uh, what do we have? Power rankings? No, no, no. Player of the week. We have player of the week. Player of the week. Yeah. Okay. All right, time for our week one uh, player of the week. The top performance goes to Shannon Handy. Now, uh, fantastic game for him. 29 and 22, 64% shooting from the field and league leading uh, PPR, plus 40 on the PPR. Um, Shannon was uh, incredible. He had some, he had some uh, ferocious dunks. Um, you know, he was getting to the basket. He was getting downhill. I'm surprised that uh, my teammate Jeremy Hines did not get uh, the nod uh, with the double double forty points, but uh, if anybody uh, should get it, I would say Shannon. Uh, I'm definitely proud of him. Glad he came back. Uh, you know he's been uh, in the rumor mill for quite some time uh, playing with the Bullets. Uh, you know he, Shannon's a great basketball player. He plays in other leagues, plays some uh, some semi pro, uh, playing with some club teams. Uh, so I'm I'm happy to have him back. It's, it's always good to see him, and he, and he did all that on his birthday. I'm not surprised when I looked on my um. On my Facebook uh, notification, they said it was Shannon's birthday. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> like we already know, we already know what time it is. He's gonna go off. Uh, so shout out to Shannon. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, there are no surprises when it comes to Shannon. I mean, he's been a he's a former league MVP. 
Yep. Uh, Defensive MVP. Defensive MVP mm-hmm. in his debut after uh, uh, what, a two season hiatus now. Yep. He comes back in his first game and gets <laughs> he gets a, a double double a twenty twenty game in his debut yep. uh, back. So uh, no surprises there, but he's doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, he's been a, a great player in this league, so I don't have any expectation for him not to be a great player now. Yeah, and I love the way he compliments uh, Iso Johnny. Now if Shannon can play, you know, five to six games. Um, just going off his first game. Possibility that you know we can have both those guys in the ballot for MVP. We'll see. Right. All right. It will be the first time for them to uh, for them being right there. I mean, it'd be crazy. Like the Bulls are, you know, are good enough now. Well, they could possibly have uh, maybe three guys on first team all all Cypress. Yeah, you got Drew too. Forgot about Drew. Yeah, so you know they they they'll be right there. All right. This, yeah. First five players that all all Cypress players. Period. Yeah, first team is going to be crazy. You know what I just realized too, Sean? We never did a uh, first team, second team. Oh, for the, for the fall season? For the fall season, we didn't do one. I mean, we didn't get enough We didn't get enough photos anyway. So it's kind of yeah. hard to kind of hard to piece those together. But, uh, yeah, we'll, maybe we'll do some honorable mentions, uh, you know, midseason and let them know like, how they finish because we can still do it. Yeah. And we'll put that as a, a separate uh, article. But, yeah, let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our power rankings. We're going to talk about week two power rankings. Now, um, you know, coming into our preseason power rankings, we had, uh, you know, a difference of opinion. This time, I'm not quite sure if we're going to be on the same page, but I'm I'm almost confident that we will. So uh, we'll see. I'm going to start at the bottom. I got Minnesota Society. Um, I think they had the most disappointing debut. Uh, and that's, you know, that's saying something considering, you know, uh, how well – uh, their big two, Vashon and uh and and Musa played, but uh for them to go up that much on um on squad one and and to get blown out, I, it's not it's one thing to lose, but to get blown out, I think that's gonna have to warrant putting them uh at the bottom. So I got them at I got them at six. I got Boot Gang at five. Some might argue that they uh could be at six, but uh you know they they their their game wasn't that bad, uh, especially with the final score. So I got them at five. Baywood Boys at number four, I'd probably say they're the best team uh, that lost in, in uh, the week one opener. I think they have a lot of room to grow. Uh, like you said, there were guys that were out. Their three-point shooting is going to always keep them in the game, and the league has to be on notice with a team uh, this good, um, even though you know they're off to a, a slow start right now. I think with them, it's just the adjustment to playing the, the, the pro-am style. A lot of these guys play... I'm sure playing pro leagues, but uh, you know, in a lifetime league, they're used to playing uh, college rules, so it's, it's kind of an adjustment for them. And they, and you know, some of these guys are still playing in Baybrook right now. So you know, right. imagine that going back and forth, having to adjust, 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 adjust. That's not that's not easy. So uh, I still think they're the most impressive team that lost uh, week one. Uh, number three, I got. Uh, I still got my team. Um, uh, I think I had them four coming in, uh, but I have them. I have them three now. I think we jumped. Uh, we're gonna jump uh, Baybrook boys after an impressive uh, first game. I do like what we have. Um, everybody was there. Uh, we looked good uh, uh, week one opener, and I think if we finish games a little stronger, like I think we could have probably won that game by fifteen to twenty, but we took our foot off the gas a little bit. So um, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite us when it comes to seeding. So I have to, you know, plant that seed in our head that hey guys, we got to finish games. So 
Uh, number two, I got the Bullets. I think the Bullets are still uh, number two, even though they probably had the toughest game um, this past week. Uh, but they looked really, really good. I think the scoring is going to be an issue for teams uh, to deal with when it comes to the Bullets. They're going to they're gonna fill it up. Uh, if they get a little bit better on defense, I think they'll really, really be a problem. But you got to have a balance uh, in regards to that. And uh, number one, I got squad one. Obviously, squad one is number one. They're undefeated. They're defending champs. Came back from a, a, a deficit, a, a huge deficit in the first quarter um, with guys out. So uh, that was probably the most impressive win. Marcus uh, definitely put them on his back, um, scoring 39 in his opener. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're pretty much uh... – we're pretty much on key. Only thing, only change I would make is, uh, I think I had your squad at two last week. So mm -hmm. with them winning, it's no reason for me to drop them. Right. So I'm gonna keep them at two and, and the Bullets at three. I tell you, I'm gonna be a hard Bullets critic, mm -hmm. even though I think the Bullets probably had the most impressive win. Uh, yeah, I agree with squads, that. Uh, I still don't see a reason to drop your squad, considering what y'all did. Y'all, y'all took care of business and had an impressive win too. Uh, so that's the only difference I have. But six to four, same thing. Uh, I can't reward uh, Baybrook for playing well and losing. Uh, so they need to stay at four. Mm. Uh, like I said, uh, Memphis side had the worst loss, but they'll. I think they'll play a lot better this week. I yeah. expect them to play a pretty good game this week. So we shall see. All right. So we're in agreement there. Now, um, let's get into our predictions. Now we got some games where um definitely the the standing can definitely shake up. So there's really no telling right now. Um, you know, like you said, you don't think there's gonna be any teams that go undefeated. And how, for how long do you think that's gonna last? You think it might all end week two? Wow. You know what, man? Possibility? It's a possibility. It's a really good possibility. You know, I didn't think about it like that, but looking at the schedule. Again, well, the, well, the Bullets are playing squad one, so that's going to be one that's going to be gone for sure. Yeah. Somebody has to take an L. Somebody has to take an L in that one. Uh, somebody has to win when it comes to Baybrook and Bootcamp. Yep. <laughs> in that one. And uh, Memphis Society in 3 and D. I mean, it's a, I, you know what? If Memphis Society whole squad shows up, that could be a pickup possibly. Yeah. So, I agree with that. But it's a possibility that, uh, yeah, only game, all it could be only one undefeated team after this week. Mm. After three started off, well, it has to always it always has to be three to start the week with six teams. It's got to be three undefeated teams. So, but yeah, down to one after week two, that'll be tough. Okay. Uh, so speaking of the seven o'clock game, we got Minnesota Society versus Three and D. Um, I'm gonna roll with. Let me make sure I didn't already put scores in. I didn't put any scores in, did I? No, okay, I didn't. All right, um, I'm gonna roll with uh three and D. I'm gonna say we win, uh, ninety one to eighty one. I actually have to be in a real close game. Like I said, this is a pickle for me. Like I said, that, and this is me thinking that Miss Society whole squad shows up. Fail squad shows up. I have this as an eighty five, eighty three, three and D. I'm gonna go ahead and post. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and post these now so we can, um have it so guys can see i'm putting it on the story so mine was hold on let me see 2023 winter uh predictions 
hold on. Let me say week two. Week two predictions. I guess I gotta put Cypress too. Mm, you know, just decipher the two right there. Okay, predictions. Okay, and you had hold on. 85, 83. 85, 83. Mm -hmm. 3 and D. Oh, you got this a close game. Yeah, yeah, one position game. Okay. 3 and D versus, I'll put M2, M2S. And I had a 91-81 Gill, 85-83 Sean. There you go. Okay. And the next game... Is let's see, Baber Boys versus Boot Gang. Uh that's gonna be interesting because you got <laughs> you got two Baybrook teams going at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they know they know each other well. Yeah, uh, Monday Night Raw for them. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely Monday Night Raw. <laughs> uh man, honestly, Baber Boys look a little little more deeper to me. Um, I do like Boot Gang's team though. So maybe they maybe Boot Gang comes up with a game plan because again they play against them all the time, and maybe Jeff goes off. Who knows? Uh, I'm gonna roll with uh I'm gonna roll with Baber Boys though. I think they just a little, they're shooting just a little bit more, um, you know, efficient. Well, not I won't even say efficient. They shot terrible against uh, the Bullets, but I think they will be more efficient. Uh, I'm gonna go Baybrook Boys. Um, let's go ninety to eighty five. I'm gonna go. Uh... I'm also going to Baby Road. It's a little deeper than Boot Gang. Mm -hmm. And I think their, their depth will probably lead to them pulling this out against Boot Gang. So I'm going to also go Baby Boys. Uh, 89-85. to 89-85, Sean. Okay. And the final game of the night, we got the Bullets versus Squad 1. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Every game is by one position. Oh, every my game goodness. Is, every game has been a one position win. We'll make sure we have our yeah. camera ready, man. <laughs> make sure yeah. we have the camera ready. Just got to have the camera ready. Um, More bullets content. You know what? Although I like the bullets, they just, they've just they done this to me too many times, man. I just It would be shame <laughs> on me for sure if I were to pick them. Against squad one. Squad one is showing and Jalen will be there. Right? Is Jalen gonna be there? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's all I needed. Okay. I uh I got um I got squad one. I think it'll be a close game because it's always been a close game. Let's say they win 94 92. I'm gonna go uh <laughs> I'm always going squad one. Yeah. But I, I feel like the bullets are due. Think so? A, a win against Squad One. I think they're doing. They they haven't won one since their first meeting. Yes. Yeah, and they're... everything else has been, uh, you know, game winner, last possession, mm -hmm. whatever. Every one of them since. So I think they're due one against Squad One, and I think they're going to come out motivated. So I'm gonna go Bullets. <sighs> wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. And I said it's gonna be a harsh Bullets critic this season, but. I just can't help it, man. I'm going to go Bullets down the stretch, 83-80 over squad one. 83-80? Yeah. 
And you know what? I put all these in, and I didn't put who we said was going to win. <laughs> Let me make sure I specify that. Uh, okay, scoring one for me. Bullets for you. We both said favorite boys. Yep. Uh -huh. Favorite boys. And then the first one we both said, uh, 3 and D, right? Right. Okay. Um, I'll put a nice little GIF in there somewhere. Oh gosh, this thing is huge. Okay, there we go. I'll put a nice little GIF in there somewhere. Uh when I come back to it. All right, let's move on to our final topic of the night. We got movie reviews. Alright. All right, time for our not in the news, but our movie reviews. Um, all right, so this week we're gonna recap Little Giants. Now, I know I said uh, I was going to watch it again. I actually didn't. But I know this movie like the back of my hand. I wish I would have uh, sat back and watched it. But um, all in all, this was probably uh, my favorite football movie. Um, I did, like we talked about last week um, with Any Given Sunday. I think Any Given Sunday was the best uh, football movie. But this one was definitely uh, my favorite. It touches on a lot of points. Uh, now, before we get into the points I want to talk about... Um, Ed O'Neill, uh, this was a younger version of Ed O'Neill. Uh, he was absolutely outstanding in this movie. Um, gritty uh, head coach who uh, all he cared about was winning. He cared about getting a W, um, representing the town the right way uh, with, with, it, with his Pop Warner team. And, um, you know, that was his legacy. You know, he was a great football player uh, growing up. And, I, and you know what? I honestly think, I mean, Ed O'Neill's a good actor. But I'm starting to think he did play football because you got to think about it. You have... Um, What's the movie Married with Children? Uh, and, we, uh, yeah, he went Polk High. Polk High, four touchdowns. Now you got this movie. I'm like, this dude knows his stuff, man. You know, I'm starting to think, you know, he might, might have to look it up. Like, hey, did he play? Did You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> was he any good? Because uh, this guy's always, it seems like he's always around football and he knows his stuff. But um, this was definitely a movie, dog. Let's just say that. This was definitely a movie. Uh, Rick Moranis, this is the same guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was a nerd there. He was a nerd in this movie. All of a sudden, you know, you, you, this, let me tell you what this is the classic case of. You you look at today's football, right? What do you have? Uh, or, or sports in general. You can say sport today's sports. You got the hard-nosed, old-school football coach who's all about football. X's and O's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, a, a, a touch of motivation. And then you got your analytic guys, uh, Rick Moranis. He's definitely the analytic guy. And, you know, a lot of the players and, and old coaches push back on these analytic guys. But that's definitely him, dog. You got to think about it. That's definitely him uh, when you look at it from the grand scheme of things. Uh, but, Ashawn, I'm not sure if you got a chance to, uh, to watch it again or you're just going off of your, your basic memory. Um, what was your takeaway uh, from the movie as a whole? Watching it, because I'm, I'm, I've seen it recently. Uh, not like, not this year, but probably like in 20, uh, I would say 2021. But every time I watch it, it stirs up some feelings uh, for me uh, in this movie. But what was your, what was your takeaway from it? Definitely some nostalgic feelings. Uh, what I was doing and where I was uh, when I first saw the movie as a kid. But mm -hmm. uh, it also talk, kind of uh, talks about some other things, too. Uh, hazing that goes on in sports. Yep. Bullying yep. that goes on in sports. Uh, just kind of just, uh, I mean, because I mean, it really comes down to, you know, 
the Little Giants are basically a team uh, that was kind of picked on and teased and were kind of like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, but you put a team together, give them a system, build camaraderie, and then, you know, things kind of turn around for It's more than anything else. The main difference in the movie, really, uh, and that kind of goes for football now, they had the better quarterback. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, that quarterback, the quarterback for the for the Cowboys, and he was sorry, dog. He was a game manager. He was a game manager. He was just handing the ball off, dog. Like, come on. Junior? Hey, Junior was nice, dog. He had a nice tight spiral. You know what I'm saying? Tough kid. You know? Uh he could take off a run with it. Take off a run, you know, dual threat, you know? <laughs> he had some game, dog. <laughs> Shut down the second half, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely got shut down. Yeah, <laughs> we're like Spike now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But he got tackled at the goal line by a girl, though. He did. <laughs> he got stuffed. <laughs> yeah, he got stuffed at the goal line by a girl. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's actually, uh, you know, like I said, him again, Sunday's a very serious movie. Um, and it kind of really, uh, I think it's the best movie for like just natural football people. Uh, I think it's the closest thing to a real football movie where it kind of gets close to a real actual NFL game. Whereas this, this is as much that, but it still has kind of those same uh, levels and kind of some of the things, the thinking that kind of goes to a football team and a football game, just a team game in general. Yeah. So uh, I think it, and it taught a lot of good lessons too, just by being a good team and. and uh, being a good teammate and players, and just kind of just why it's not necessarily good to uh, probably tease and bully people either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because, like I said, those kids ended up beating those guys. Yeah, uh, they did. And to the to to the to Ed O'Neill and the Cowboys credit, they were good good losers at the end. Yeah, you know, they clapped it up for them. You know, absolutely. And now, now I was gonna say. Um, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at them a little sideways though, man. They were they were very insecure throughout the whole movie. They always felt like they didn't have enough. Uh, once they once they recruited Junior, that's when they went and got Spike. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like I'm like man, yeah. So y'all don't have enough. Like y'all don't feel like y'all have the the coaching to get it done. And clearly they didn't. Even with Spike, they didn't. They got out coached by uh by that young kid. He was the offensive coordinator. Right. The kid was the offensive coordinator. He came up with that with that uh, Emancipation of Proclamation play. Which which might have been which might have been a legal formation. I'm not sure. I have to look at it again. <laughs> I feel like that was a legal formation, though. It wasn't called. 
Uh, then, now I think about it. He talked to John Madden. Didn't he talk to John Madden? He did talk to John Madden. <laughs> he did talk to John Madden. John Madden, uh, look, man, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident that was a legal formation. There's no way. <laughs> there was what? There was what? Uh, there had to be like eight guys on the line. I don't know, man, because the Cowboys just ran some stuff the other day. <laughs> <laughs> they did. That looked very similar to that play the little Giants ran. <laughs> oh, oh, you talking about the last play? <laughs> That was terrible, dog. That was terrible. Now they had like a right guard out there lined up as a receiver. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> and who did, did Zeke snap the ball? Did, did you see? Need to go back and look at it. Zeke got demolished after he liked the ball. <laughs> just go back and look at it. Zeke just got ran through. Hey, but Zeke, you a strong dude, man, but you ain't offensive line is strong, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was the only one up there. Like, he had no help to block. He was the only guy blocking. <laughs> now, 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 hey, look, last thing uh, before we go. I do have to say this. There was a point, there was a there was a part in the movie where I looked at it like, you know, there's two ways you can look at it. Number one, parents. Uh, yeah, when, you're try, when, when you're trying out for, for a sports team, not just a football team, when you're trying out for a sports team, and you don't have kids prepared. That's what happens. You're gonna you're gonna embarrass them. You're gonna shake up their confidence, and they're gonna they're gonna get cut. It's just as simple as that. Now, one thing I will say that I did like about the movie. Guess what they did? They didn't complain to the coaches that hey, my team, my my kids should be on the team. They started their own team. That's what you do. That's what you do. Or you go play for another team. There, it's not just one team. And yes, I'm speaking from experience because I, I deal with this every year with these parents. Oh, why did my team, why did my player make the, the basketball team? Why did, why, did my, why did my kid make the soccer team? Because they're not good. Okay? They're not good. It's just that simple. And you know what? I don't have all-stars on my teams. I don't. I have good players. You know what I'm saying? I got solid players. But guess what? When you're not good enough to make a team with solid players and not an all-star team, that means you're not good. It's just that simple. So look, I'm not the only program in town. You got you got I9 Sports, you got YMCA, you got anything that you can join. You you do not have to be a part of my team. You want to be convenient, just like they did in the Little Giants. They wanted to be in their little town. Um, I forget the name of the town uh, for the for the movie, but they wanted to be in their little town, so they don't have to travel and all this. No, bro, you got to go out. You got to go out. And first of all, don't put your kid in that situation. Invest in your kid. Put them in camps. Train with them. Work with them. If you don't know the game, hire a trainer. Put them in a camp. Don't just think, oh, it's elementary. Oh, it's 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 middle school. They'll make the team. No, they won't. No, they won't. They're gonna get if it's a trial, that means just what it is, a tryout. It's not that everyone makes a team. You will get cut. You will get cut and you will embarrass yourself. Like Sean, some of these kids come out there, they don't have a how about the curse? They don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. Like, come on, man. What are you doing? And not the kid, I'm talking about the parents. What are you doing? Why are you why are you putting your kid in that situation? I don't get it, man. Hey, look, I'll go through it too, so I'm not going to knock anything you're saying. By the way, Ed O'Neill did play football. He actually went to Ohio University. There you go. Uh, on scholarship, uh, but finished at Youngstown State University. Where mm. He played defense alignment. Uh, so he does have a real football background. I knew it. Makes sense now. <laughs> I knew it because normally that stuff travels with you uh, when they go into acting because they have something that – you know, they can fall back on. So that makes perfect right. sense. Makes perfect sense. Right. Well, 
I absolutely love this movie. I'll watch it uh, over and over and over again. Now, the next movie uh, that we're going to recap next week. Um, what's the movie with Adam Sandler and all them guys? Uh, Michael Irvin and all them? The jail movie? Uh, uh, <laughs> why did it just slip my mind? Uh, Not Gridiron Gang. What's that movie called? No. no uh, come on, man. It's got to come to me in a second. Um, I was just, I was just, um, I was just looking at it the other day. Hold on, let me see. Adam Sandler. Longest Yard. Longest Yard. There we go. And it, it just, yeah, it just, it just popped up. Longest Yard. We're gonna recap the Longest Yard. Another realistic, real movie. Um, where, where you get a chance, you get an opportunity to break down film. You got some stars in there. Uh, Michael Irvin, um, Terry Crews, Adam Sandler. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who I love, um, yeah. Nelly. You got yeah, you got Nash, Nash Goldberg, Goldberg yeah. Nelly. Man, they they got they it's star studded. I absolutely love this movie. Um, definitely gonna watch again. Um, gonna break down some of these <laughs> some some of this film. Uh, they had some trash positions uh, of players out there. The kicker was trash in that movie. I already know that right now. <laughs> he was absolutely god awful. Uh, so we're gonna break that down next week. Episode one eighty three in the books. Sean, I'm ready uh, for, for, for tomorrow. We're going to have another great week. Um, looking forward to playing with my squad, uh, 3 and D. We look sharp. Uh, Baybrook boys uh, match up against Boot Gang, so Baybrook versus Baybrook. And then, of course, Squad 1 and the Bullets. It just What saga is going to unfold this time? We just know it's going to be a close game. That's one thing we do, though. There you go. All right. Episode 183 in the books, uh, live from BSL Phone. I'm Johnny Gill with Sean Ellis. We're out.